all the stars as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard. It's back, it's in person, and it's better than ever. The 10th Annapolis Film Festival opens up on Thursday, March 31st, and runs through Sunday, April 3rd, with more than 70 films to make you cry, to make you laugh, to make you question, and to make you think. Over the next few days, we're going to be talking to writers, directors, and producers about the films that they're going to be bringing to Annapolis. Tickets and passes are on sale now at AnnapolisFilmFestival.org, so go get them. But first, have a listen to this. Well, joining us on the phone today is Jonathan Kaiser, and he is the director for Peace by Chocolate, which is a movie that we all need right now, right here in this time and place in the world. Jonathan, thank you very much for giving me a call this morning and welcome to Annapolis a little bit prematurely, but you're going to be here for the Annapolis Film Festival, which is March 31st through April 3rd, and you're bringing your film, Peace by Chocolate, which will be screened at Maryland Hall in the main theater on Sunday the 3rd at 2.30 p.m., and I will say right off the bat, anybody who's listening to this, this is one movie that you need to see. If you're only coming for one movie, buy your ticket for this one now and call it a day. Otherwise, buy your pass. And But definitely make sure you see Peace by Chocolate. But thank you so much for your time today. And I look forward to seeing the movie. And I want to talk a little bit about it. Awesome. Thanks, John. And uh, what a pleasure. So, uh, yeah. The, the story is wonderful. It is about a Syrian family who has lost everything. They Their factory has been bombed out. They used to have a chocolate factory that sold pretty much all over the world. They fled to Lebanon. And finally got a new start in our neighbors to the north, Canada. And ultimately, they end up making chocolate, and they currently still are. This is a true story. Um, and with the Afghan refugees of last year and the Ukrainians right now, um, this has really sort of turned into a story of hope, I think, for you know anybody that, that's watching this. Yeah, you know, back in 2015, um, our prime minister-to-be, Justin Trudeau, had made a campaign promise. And uh, it was going to be to bring 50,000 refugees from Syria by the end of the year. And the election was in October and he won and he had literally months to fulfill this. So, you know, as that was the very current conflict at the time and you know, the Syrian war is actually still going on. Um, Canadians were looking to see how they could help and how they could step up and, and do something. And a lot of people, thousands and thousands of families came and groups came together to sponsor a private family, raise money basically to host a family. And this story of the Harads is just one of many, many stories of hope and resilience where people came together to do something for, you know, basically people, they, they, you don't know who you're going to get. You're going to get somebody from the other side of the world that you've never met from a different culture, and it'll be your job to basically take care of them for a year. And this is just one of those incredible stories that came from from that process back in 2015. Well, I was watching the trailer, and it was, I mean, just hysterical. I mean, they arrive in, in, in Canada, and all of a sudden they're putting the Canadian hat on them and dress, you know, dressing them all up like in America. You know, put the American flag on, and it's like, okay, where, where have we landed? And this takes place in, I'm, I'm going to probably screw up the name, but it was, is it Antigonish? Antigonish. There we go. You're, you're a natural. <laughs> <laughs> close, close, close. Um, no, Nova Scotia. And you did say that our prime minister, so are you Canadian yourself? 
I am. Yes. Thanks for the clarification. I'm, I'm based in LA. I've been out here for a decade, but uh, I am originally from Halifax, uh, Nova Scotia. So the story is near and dear to me. And, you know, the passion of the communities that, that I grew up in are, are the same, you know, the same passion that uh, came out to support the Haddads. That's wonderful. Now, how long have you been in the film industry? I mean, how many films do you guys have? Uh, this is my first narrative feature. I did a narrative doc, uh, a feature doc uh, previously. And uh, yeah, this has been working about 10 years in the industry, but I'm so happy to be bringing it to Annapolis. And, you know, this film has been around the world. We've played 30 festivals. We started at Tribeca in New York and uh, have gone all the way to Japan and Cairo, all over Canada and, you know, played all across the United States. So it's really a global story. And unfortunately, you know, with the way history has played out and, and, and what will probably happen in the future, we're going to continue to have more and more situations where we have refugees and we have displacement. And that's why a story like this is so important, because it shows a way forward. It's what we can do right? versus then, you know, what we can't do. I guess my question for you is, how did you snip out this story? I mean, there are so many... I mean, there were so many refugees all over the place. And as you said, Trudeau said he was going to bring in 50,000. But how did this one come onto your radar? Great question. Well, you know, because I've been out, you know, my my new life in California, I, I still, you know, kept checking the news all the time back in, in Nova Scotia to see what's going on. And there was so much energy around this push to bring these 50,000 refugees, which is now, you know, doubled, tripled in Canada. Um, there was just a lot of news coverage uh, trying to see. And, and this story actually, funnily enough, started... Uh, to be a story that was supposed to be a story of hardship. I talked to the reporter who covered the family and they were going to do kind of like a monthly check-in for a year about uh, a family that came to Nova Scotia and they were looking for something of, you know, hardship and difficulty, you know, Canadian winters and, you know, language difficulties. And this this ended up being such a sweet story, you know, such a, a lovely story and who can't get behind chocolate, right? So it was, you know, just covered and I, I saw it and I immediately connected with that community focused nature of, of the story and thought, you know what, this is this is exactly what I want to bring from, from my homeland, my country to the world. And I started working with them uh, four years ago now. So I watched the trailer and just the two and a half minutes or whatever it was, it took me a full range of emotions. Uh, I mean, you know, from laughter to empathy to sadness to, you know, almost to tears in two and a half minutes. Heartbreak of losing it all, the setbacks they fight, the struggles in the family, and along with the comedy that sort of goes with some of every family. It's essentially, it's a, a bunch of big city Syrians trying to assimilate in what's inarguably rural Canada. Um, and, exactly, and, yeah. And, and you really have in two and a half minutes. So I can't wait to see the whole thing, which is, you know, 96 minutes, but took me the whole range of emotions in two minutes, which really hooked me into this, said that this is definitely one of the films that I do need to see. Now you have won, as you mentioned, you've screened this in many different festivals and you've won many different awards. I mean, I've seen it and it's, it's been critically acclaimed. Um, so this is definitely one that you, you know, you do want to see here. What was the Haddad's story that was so compelling? I mean, did that just sort of, were there others that you looked at or was their story the the aha for you when you, when you heard about it? You know, I think the, the Nova Scotia connection and uh, chocolate as a unifier, you know, especially 
uh, back at the time when this story, when they, you know, came to Canada in the in the United States, you know, our immigration um, was very contested. It still is, right? The idea: should we bring people in? Should we not? You know, should we ban certain countries, um, or should we let everybody, you know, come to our borders in, in the proper way? And, you know, chocolate is just a great unifier. It's a way where we can have this conversation and realize that we have a commonality. Like, who doesn't like chocolate? I mean, unless you have an allergy or something, you know, I think pretty much everybody likes chocolate. So for me as a storyteller, I always look to see, well, what is the universality? What is the thing that everybody can get behind and come together and share an experience and take something away? And that is what really struck me from it. Well, yeah. I don't want to say this is a spoiler, but uh, if you Google Peace by Chocolate, unfortunately, you come up second next to Peace by Chocolate, which is the name of the company that the Haddads had founded up in Canada. And it is just doing gangbusters. I mean, obviously, the, the story of the movie is a story of them. And what really got me is that you look at their website on the company and they give three to five percent of their profits to the Peace on Earth Society. So this is a, a family that has gone from the lowest of lows to, you know, I, I don't even want to say it's the highest of highs, but certainly the antithesis of where they were and so compelled to to give back as well, which is just, you know, it's a great story that we all need to hear. And something I, I really uh, admire about uh, Tarek and his family and the way they run their business is the humanitarian and you know, social aspect to everything they do. And that is really important for any business. We can be inspired by that. But, you know, a common refrain you hear sometimes is, oh, you know, don't let people into the country because they're going to take our jobs, right? They're going to take opportunity away. This family came in and they've actually created hundreds of jobs right, <laughs> uh, for people who are in, a, you know, a small town that could use more economic opportunities. So it's just, it flips the narrative, you know, totally upside down. And if you lose everything, you know, these, these people, these people I've met, I've spent so many years working with are the most kind, genuine, hardworking people who want to come and do good in, in the, their new adopted country. So uh, it's a, just a great sentiment. And there, and there is nothing wrong with that. And, then, and I'd like the, the subplot, if you will, I guess about how the family works together and everything else. And that's something that I don't think that we have as tight of a family unit here in the United States as they do in other parts of the world. But I mean, as they came in here, I mean, the son, Tarek, was looking to be a doctor. Um, and yet it turned exactly, around. It, yeah. it turned around and it was like, well, no, this is, you know, this is our family business that we make chocolate. This is what we do. And ultimately, they were able to find out that, yeah, OK, well, maybe maybe this is the way to go as opposed to, you know, forging on with that medical career. It's a story of resilience. It's a story of success. It really makes you think, and, and you really put it very, very succinctly there that, you know, I mean, hey, I don't want them here. They're going to take my job. And it's like, well, you know, uh, no, they're not. Uh, they're here to, to do the best that they can do, just like every single one of us is. So it's, uh, I, I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful story that we do need to hear right now. I know that you are going to be screening at the Cleveland International Film Festival, and that's uh, just actually just before the Annapolis Film Festival. Will that be the first time it's being seen on a big screen in Cleveland or has it been on some other ones? 
Uh, Cleveland, no. We're actually, so we're opening night for the festival there, which is super exciting. And um, I, I love Cleveland. I played back in 2016 with my feature doc, and it's just a great audience. Um, but I'm also super excited to come to Annapolis and see uh, everybody turn out for this film. So hopefully everybody can come out on Sunday. You said Cleveland is a great audience. We need to up that. What, do you, what, what makes a great audience? A great audience is uh, people who come and are engaged and show up to the films and, and want to talk to the creators and ask good questions. And uh, yeah, I mean, who are just really passionate about film and storytelling and, and, you know, sharing the communal experience. So the film festival here in Annapolis has been 10 years and I've never, never been to one before a film festival before this. And I, you know, they said, Oh, we've got a, a shorts program. And I'm like, okay, so I can't wear my long pants. I got to wear short. You know, I, I had no idea what it was. A movie, a film to me 11 years ago was uh, a way to kill an hour and a half to two hours. And and that was pretty much it. I mean, it was entertaining and everything else. But um, what the festival has really done for me has really gotten me to think about just different worldviews and local views and just different views and other people's and, and to discuss it with other people. And that's, that's just such the beauty about a film festival is that you get there and but with this, you get to speak with the producers, with the directors, with the actors that are involved in it and find out, you know, you know, I, I, I probably can stand up there and go, hey, uh, Jonathan, you know, what, what the hell were you thinking when you did this? And, and, and get the answer, which you, do, which you don't have when you go to, you know, the uh, whatever the, the main theater is where you go and get your bucket of popcorn and leave. So um, and this is just a, a wonderful film to close out our festival. And it probably if I had to bet, it would be shown again on Sunday, a little bit later during Best of the Fest, uh, just because that's sort of like the marathon replay. You want to put Sunday, April 3rd at 2.30 on your calendar when you're going to the festival there. What is up next for you? Do you have any other projects that are in the works? I do still under wraps, but uh, it's got some exciting stuff coming up and uh, just as timely and, you know, also entertaining and has a, a social core to it. And I'm very excited to continue my work in filmmaking. Awesome. Are they documentaries or are they features or they are they're feature narratives yes awesome <laughs> continuing on <laughs> awesome. the first one didn't uh, scare me enough so <laughs> so, sounds good okay i'm not going to pressure you for any any scoop that you're not ready to give up yet but i know we'll be looking forward <laughs> to you, whatever the future holds for um jonathan kaiser again tickets annapolisfilmfestival.org if you want to go to one or two films get a ticket if you want to see more than two or three films Passes are definitely the way to go. There's a lot of benefits to that. You can get in earlier. You can, if you miss a movie, you can, you don't have to worry about switching and all that kind of stuff. The Annapolis Film Festival rolls in on Thursday, March 31st and rolls through Sunday, April 3rd. And Peace by Chocolate will be the one that you want to see on Sunday at 2.30 at Maryland Hall. And we're speaking with Jonathan Kaiser, who is the director of Peace by Chocolate, a great story about a Syrian refugee family that winds up in this crazy town in Tiganash, Nova Scotia, of all places, to make a huge success for their family selling chocolate. Uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, and I am glad that you're going to be down here. I will make sure that I hunt you down and introduce myself to you when you're here, and I hope you enjoy your, uh, your, your stay here in Annapolis. Thank you, John, and I can't wait to meet you all and come up for the screening.
Again, the 10th Annapolis Film Festival kicks off on Thursday, March 31st. Passes are on sale, and that is the way to go if you are seeing more than just a few movies. But they also have individual tickets as well. AnnapolisFilmFestival.org is where you want to go. It's the best four days in Annapolis, and you can be sure you'll see me at the movies.